Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So on this show, we are a bunch of Olympics Scrooges on the Colleen Also, you show. didn't go easy on her. I, just, I, I try not to. Her. Thank you. If, if you, you guys missed the Adele interview yeah. that Colleen did this morning, uh, it's on the podcast. Yes, yeah, she interviewed Adele. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did do it without us, which we're a little bitter about. But still, go listen to the podcast. Yeah. Or the replay later. There are options. Um, any whoosie wutsie, uh, but we are big Olympic Scrooges on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk one Oh seven one Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Um, but I know that a lot of people are getting real excited and geared up for the Olympics. Uh, so I thought maybe we could give people an opportunity to try to change our mind about the Olympics. Six, five, one, six, four, one, one Oh seven, one. What are you excited about when it comes to the Olympics? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. People get real, real excited about the Olympics, and I have never been a fan, and I've never been able to understand the excitement. What about you guys? I mean, I I won't say I've never been a fan, and in fact, I'm probably more a fan of the Summer Olympics. If I were going to choose the Winter Olympics, and I I have no feelings for. I just I, like I, I I know it's it's going to offend people who love them, but I have no personal or like just gut feeling or attachment to the Winter Games whatsoever. And it's always been weird to me since they were decoupled from the Summer Olympics. Right. It used to be, and when I grew up. Um, or when I was growing up, it was the the two were held within the same year, and there was just a momentum behind that every four years. And I, I I just think that the Olympics, whatever its intentions originally were meant to be or celebrate or represent, have gone so far away from all of that that it really is hard for me to feel any personal attachment to the Olympic Games. That said, if I were going to feel anything, it's probably going to be during the Summer Olympics. And it's less about, um, you know, it's less about any national pride, although, you know, I mean, I mean, there's space for all that stuff. I just think that they've become over-commercialized, over-commercialized and much like a lot of the, the, um, the just reality TVification of the world it's i just think sometimes they've tried way too hard to create stories where there aren't any and it, it just doesn't it doesn't Sing it really to doesn't you. it doesn't really feel very genuine to me so right. um that's just been my relationship with the olympics holly what about you uh you know i I've, i mirror yours brandley and also there is plenty of evidence out there that the organization that makes the olympics they are 
what I would the word problematic. I know it's overused, yeah. but yeah. honestly, but appropriate. <laughs> it is completely appropriate. And I have a hard time getting excited about the limp, the Olympics when there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's happening that needs to be held accountable. And uh, I would point people perhaps to the documentary, the weight of gold would be oh, a good yeah. entry point into that conversation. That's on HBO max. Right? Yeah, That's on HBO max. Yeah. It was executive produced by Michael Phelps. And that will give you an idea of the personal cost of what it takes to actually be an Olympian. Yes. And how it's really, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it just seems oddly out of touch with the world that we live in today. And it seems that people are trying very hard. And I think most often for the purpose of money to make it happen. That is not to say that I don't understand and appreciate that many people find joy in, in Olympic competition. And I think that there is a separation of, you know, sort of the reality from the experience for a lot of people when it comes to just spectating, right? right. Like, I can totally appreciate that people can spectate and get excited about the competition itself. You know what's really funny about this is um, you guys are, like, really thoughtful about why you don't super love the Olympics. And I just am <laughs> realizing that how shallow I was. <laughs> because What do you mean? Do you know why I don't like the Olympics? Well, you hate Why? that theme song by John Williams? You got a beef with John Williams? No. Because I still hold a grudge against the Olympics because every four years it completely upended my regular TV oh, schedule. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we used to talk about that on the show. And I completely I get, forgot. And I just like hold that still. I get really upset about it. In fact, it just now you'd think now it would be. But that doesn't happen anymore, right? No, but it like, does. It does because I well I, maybe would, what for Grey's Anatomy for This Is Us. <laughs> I remember that I, I I I was actually like oh the Olympics is happening I probably won't even notice it because again we stream so much etc etc etc. But I have like that small handful of shows that are weekly viewing for me and yeah. one of them is This Is Us and the Olympics are on NBC. So thankfully I mean listen I don't know is Grey's Anatomy back. I, I, please come back for me, Grey's Anatomy, so I have something to look for, uh, something to look forward to each week. Yeah. But that has always been, and people would always try to change my mind by saying, Colleen, no, it's like the best reality show ever. Like they do these wonderful profiles of all of the athletes, and then you get to watch them compete, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, listen, like I'm impressed by them and stuff, and like, yay, but I just want to watch the fake stories. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, that well, that's yeah. totally understandable as like keen observers of television that we are, and and that actually that gels totally with what I was saying before. One of my biggest critiques is that I think they've tried to make this into a reality television right. program that I'm not interested in watching because it's one thing to like tell me you're going to do reality TV about something. But this is actually real people who right. are doing something that I feel like you're trying to shoehorn them into a storyline or a narrative that, you know, that can sell advertising, which I would much prefer you actually just present the competitions in the sort of like old school way where it wasn't so narrative focused, right? right? Like that you created space to like, I, I actually... I mean, it's not anywhere near the same. If I ever watch a sports competition, it's probably CrossFit. But like when I watch CrossFit competitions, I don't need somebody to have like a rags to riches or like come from behind or like over, uh, you know, surmounting 
you know, great challenges. Like, that's all fine and interesting. Right, but, it doesn't but like, I'm just getting experience. off on the raw competition of the experience. And I imagine a lot of people can relate for the Olympics. I just yeah. want to point out there was a lot of innuendo in that. Yeah, and I you're welcome. let it all go. Hey! I let every single one go. Wow, you're so mature. You know, it's. <laughs> To your point, Bradley, you know, going on my beef with the Olympics is that, yeah, the Olympics has to narrativize these athletes experience within the games in order to create a narrative for you to get interested in watching it. But then after that's done, then what happens to these people? Right. Well, that's and and that's what the documentary you mentioned points out, right? Like the human cost, like all of these actors, they're not actors, they're actual people, which is so disturbing. Like Michael Phelps has paid a price as a person to be a part of that experience. And he's not the only one, obviously. Can I add this in? Because this is the other thing that has soured me on the Olympics. Is the, um, hold on a second. Did you hear that? Yeah, what is that? I don't know. Is it Adele? Somebody was talking. No, somebody was talking. <laughs> I was like, Adele? I don't did know you, who that is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Try to restart your interview. No, what I was going to say was, um, you know, the the when you're talking about collateral damage or like what these people walk away with, the thing that really has soured it big time for me is all of the women from the women's gymnastics team who were victims of Larry Nasser. Yeah. Who yeah. were, you know, that that is part of the expense of this. And when Larry you, Nasser wasn't the only one. Go back to all the other right. coaches that have been implicated over the years. Right. That and that we have this tendency to, no pun intended, put put people put these athletes on such a high pedestal that then it also allows for a system of all kinds of power struggles to happen behind the scenes and it's ishy and it's gross and i don't want to take away the work that these athletes do but i just feel like there's so much there's so much more than just the work of the athletes i also am not opposed to like countries getting together i mean it's it's a weird thing in the year 2022 but i do think there is space for us to like get together and do things and celebrate like achievements it might just need to be different and not run by a bunch of very wealthy you know privileged people who have oftentimes in the past um you know read the news um been implicated in some you know shenanigans that don't don't reflect well on the the mm-hmm. athletes themselves and the organization they're a part of. Right. So it's not that I'm opposed to like, oh, it's sports. Of course, I'm not going to like sports. I mean, who doesn't like you know, uh, people, ripped hot bodies, people sweating, in tights, right? Exactly. Raw competition. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for changing my mind. Oh no, you didn't. You know, the good news is they didn't. Did yeah. you want your mind to no, be changed? No, it turns out I didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, You're still going to exactly. mess with This Is Us. You're, You're going to have to watch You still don't have to watch. Listen, I can be patient because it's really good this season. <laughs> it's the final season. It is the final season. The final season. <sighs> Speaking of final what are you seasons. going to talk about after that? Oh, Ooh. boy. Yeah, nothing. Well, I'm, Grace I'm, Anatomy is never going to end, Bradley, so she's fine. That's true. That's true. Speaking of final seasons, it was Jeff Zucker's uh, final season. And uh, turns out, I think we knew about this all along, right, Bradley? Well, we didn't, but Katie Couric sure did. Okay, and she was telling us about it. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 107.1. Well, we haven't really taken a deep dive on the uh, Jeff Zucker departure from CNN. Uh, But... We're going to take a little bit of a, an angle on it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, what's, uh, what's going on over here? 
Yeah, so I've been uh, following this story mostly because I'm just one of those people who likes other people's drama. It shouldn't surprise you because we are that's on the radio. what we do. And that's what we do. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that Katie Couric, and normally, like, this is not, like, our bailiwick, like, CNN politics. What? Mm -hmm. No thanks. However, this story has some pop culture uh, overlap. So it turns out that Katie Kirk told us about Jeff Zucker's secret, strange relationship, quote unquote, in her new book, and we totally did not listen. Mm -hmm. and, like the world didn't listen. Mm -hmm. And also, she wasn't the only one. You'll remember there's a woman named Megan Kelly. Apparently, she uh, she knew as well, and a lot of people did. So you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, on Wednesday, that is yesterday. yesterday. Jeff Zucker uh, announced his departure in a staff memo that talked about this consensual relationship he had with a colleague who is the chief marketing officer for CNN. And as a result, um, he, you know, because of that relationship, as I said, he departed, a.k.a. he left the building. Right. Mm -hmm. OK. Kind of obvious. Now, side note, this is all because they were doing an investigation about Chris Cuomo You'll remember there were um, allegations uh -huh. about Chris Cuomo who left the 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 uh, left the network. Yeah, and his brother, like, be, and his brother, be, and that was of, a yeah. result of because of his brother, yeah. who was the or the governor of New York. So it's like the nasty is, baton gets passed. Yes, this is the nasty marathon. But yeah. in this particular leg of these the are marathon, our Olympics. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Zucker was bringing up the rear in more ways than one. And as I said, that uh, Katie Couric told us this, and uh, People has the whole story, but essentially in her book, which came out in October of last year, it's called Going There, she apparently mentioned that Jeff Zucker previously, quote, now she's related to him because uh, he worked at Today from like uh, 91 to 2006. So she, had a she knew about uh, him and uh -huh. had this, you know, firsthand information. Apparently, he made a huge push to bring this woman to NBC Universal. And at the time, people were like, why is he trying so hard to get this woman um, on the board over at NBC Universal? He recalls, uh, or she recalled at the time that when she and her husband, now get this, she and her husband and kids moved into the apartment above the one that Jeff Zucker shared with his now ex-wife. Oh, and at the time, um, again, they shared four children together. Their divorce was finalized a couple years ago, but this at this time they were together. So everybody at the time was like, um, this seems a little super strange. And she wrote that in the book. Everyone who heard about the cozy arrangement between Jeff and uh, Allison thought it was super strange. By that point, his then wife had become a close friend, and the whole thing oh. made me really uncomfortable. Right? Oh. So... So it's clear that Katie was telling everybody. Yeah. And Katie wasn't alone because apparently a lot of people knew this. The only thing that's different is that it became public. And that clearly was, you know, when, and again, I don't know for sure, but the implication is that that's the reason that ultimately he was called on the carpet or that anybody asked questions about this relationship. And it was his having not disclosed it earlier that ultimately led to him having to leave. I mean, it is like, it is, it, I mean, by all accounts, it's the very definition of an open secret. And it I mean, was in so her book, open. She's calling out a relationship that nobody has been talking about. Right. Right. Like months before this all comes out, right. She's like, 
uh, like a decade ago. It was super weird or almost two decades ago. No, it was like over a decade ago. This thing happened and it was super weird and everybody at the time thought it was super weird. Also, when <laughs> when you move in above the apartment. I can't even. Like, and then your wife becomes go, friends flag, with flag, your mistress. No, no, no. She became oh, Katie, Kirk Katie Kirk was friends with the ex-wife, which <sighs> is what made it uncomfortable for her. Okay, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that would okay, be uncomfortable. Thank you. That was awkward, uh, but still awkward, right? Because Katie yeah. Kirk finds herself sort of caught in the middle of understanding. Oof. Like, um, here's a woman telling us something, and nobody's listening. And, like, so, because I, I, I'll admit that I've sort of, like, I've paid, I'm, I sort of dip in and out of the conversation around this. Um, and is part of the controversy just how close they were in terms of, I'm talking about, like, professionally? I mean, I know that they were obviously really close personally, but close yeah, you know, they were like, professionally? Mm- most most uh, workplaces, uh, in fact, I mean, most workplaces are going to have rules right. about consensual, intimate relationships. Um, and usually there can be like you have to like you have to tell or report on yourself about yep. those relationships, especially if you're in a position of authority. And my understanding is that he obviously, as the CEO, would be in a position of authority Authority over over her. her. And those relationships are even more under scrutiny. And there's even more of an obligation for you to acknowledge them because the the company needs to make sure there's no shenanigans going on in terms of like, you know, um, unfair treatment um, or retaliation for people who, you know, question that relationship. She, I will say, got to keep her job. She continues to work at CNN. Which I imagine is because usually in these situations, the the person with the lesser role is probably going to be safe. That's got to be awkward for her, too, though. When we return on The Colleen and Bradley Show, dumb people doing dumb things. Crazy, stupid. Idiots. After this on My Talk 107.1. Is fun. Let's have some fun. Come on, hey! <laughs> My talk 1071. Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present. CSI. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in this state of... Florida! And sometimes other places like... England! England! Specifically West Yorkshire. Mm. We're going to go to West Yorkshire today. Well, I actually prefer East Yorkshire's pudding, but that is uh, a debate we will save for another day. Sounds Instead, good. I will tell you about a social media post from the West Yorkshire police that has gone viral, and it's why the West Yorkshire social media or West Yorkshire police social media post went viral that earned this story crazy, stupid idiot status. Would you like to know or guess rather? What made this police social media post go viral? Mm. Um, it involved 
Schmeeces. Not, I, I knew you were going to say that uh, because that's your go-to. It is. What does it say about you that the first thing you always guess no, is duty? I will not own that. What does it say about the crazy, you stupid smelt, idiots or You in dealt this world? it, so you smelt it. <laughs> I'm saying that tip that has been delivered to us on more mm. than one occasion, and so you well, live and learn. Be delivered. It will be delivered again, I'm sure of it, uh, like clockwork. However, probably after the show. Um, okay. Anyway, the moral <laughs> of the story is this particular social media post had nothing to do with Schmeeces and everything to do with the criminal himself. Now, I am talking about a gentleman, uh, and this particular gentleman's name is Jonathan Cahill. He is 37 years old, and he, he uh, went to jail for burglary. He apparently breached the terms of his release and has now been recalled to prison. I do love that. Such a British way of saying it, right? Like, um, I think we're going to recall you to prison now. (laughs) Would you mind coming back? Thank you. Uh, In so in the post, they're like, you know where this guy is because he breached the terms of his release. So he like broke uh, parole. He broke parole, and they showed his picture, mm-hmm. and the world is juvenile and can't have nice things. And by that I mean, let me just tell you what one person said of his picture. Quote, leaving my back door unlocked tonight. I hope he's not out in the cold. I have a spare room if he wants. Okay. Oh, and a pair of I see it now. I see it now. <laughs> this gentleman, Jonathan Cahill, has been dubbed the hot felon. Of the I moment. mean, we've already had he, a hot felon, right? Well, Listen, there's the room British for get more. their own. They get their own. He is, yep. He's not a bad looking burglar. Not. If he wanted to burgle some stuff, I might let him. Um. Yes. Yes. In other also, words, you'd also you leave wouldn't the back need door to open. steal because I'd be like, take get, whatever take you it. need, sir. <laughs> He's handsome. Um, he was arrested again, and um, it, it, this is actually totally opposite of what normally happens. The police officer this time didn't strip. It was the felon <laughs> who started taking his clothes off hey! when he was taken to jail. Stop. Are you serious? No, no I'm okay. not serious. I'm making like... a joke because oh. usually like, the cop is the stripper. You know, that's it. like a thing. <laughs> I get it. No, he's hot felon. I just was enjoying hot felon that 2.0. By the way, hot felon 1.0. Jeremy Meeks. You remember him? Yeah. He went on to great fame yep. when he was crowned the world's hottest felon in 2014, and then developed a worldwide viral modeling career after being released from prison. Thank so this you. guy, you know, he's got options when he, he gets does. out. That's true. Yeah. Where um, are we going next? We are going to Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I think that's how they What's say it there? in Nashville. Nashville? Um, no, that's how they say Louisville. But in Nashville, I think they just say Nashville. It doesn't matter. Uh, oof, man. Bad bad things happened in the middle of the night on Sunday night on Bowling Avenue and Richland Avenue. Was it a ball? Uh, no, there was not a bowling ball on Bowling Avenue. Um, and I don't think... Uh, the only There was only one person having a ball. And it was the burglar who was hitting homes on Bowling Avenue and Richland Avenue. A woman was walking her dog on Sunday morning. She noticed a garage door and other doors on Richland Avenue were open. And she was like, "Uh, that seems really weird. And she also knew that some of the residents were actually out of town. So she called 911. Well, what what do I always say? What do I always, always say? You're always on camera, which is why uh, they were able to find footage of this burglar burglarizing. 
in the middle of the night on Sunday night. And um, this goes in the file of if you don't want to be noticed, don't wear something noticeable. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a blue dinosaur onesie while he committed these burglaries. Okay, now I'm clicking on the link because I need to see what that is. You're going like. to have to see it. And there's a video that accompanies it. And that's where you'll see the actual... What is a um, dinosaur onesie? Is it the inflatable thing? No, 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 no. Is it a pajama okay. It's like set. a sweatshirt kind of situation. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like a pajama set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I that's, don't know. That's a onesie. I don't know yeah. that that's... But that's not really a one... It looks like a hoodie. A hoodie, maybe? It's maybe it's just like a one-piece hoodie. not burglar attire. Yeah. I mean, it kind of draws attention to yourself, right. I think, is Which your is point, like, right? think the opposite of what you're trying to do when Generally. you're burglarizing. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Did the, so he's he's on the lamp. Jail. They're looking for him. No, oh, not yet. He's still okay. They yeah, they him. don't have him All yet. Right. Yeah, but he was. I mean, he was busy. He also like looked straight at cameras, which that's the other Didn't thing care. that it's he don't care. All right, who's where are we yeah, going I next? Think, uh, Las Vegas. Okay. Las Vegas. Do, 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 do. That's the sound of slot machines mm-hmm. in Vegas. Um, but that's not actually why we're here today. We're here because a man was accused of intentionally driving the wrong way on Vegas's 215 Beltway, Uh-oh. or the 215. I don't know what they call it over there. And so a judge was like, that, you can't do that. His name is Daniel Asif. Oh. And Mr. Asif, he's 51, uh, faces charges. Of, oh, geez. Where did this come from? I don't know, but apparently he faces charges of attempted murder, driving under the influence, and battery with a deadly weapon. Okay, Okay, so his vehicle actually crashed. So that's what that's that was the sort of culmination of this criminal activity. Yeah. But that's not why we're here. The reason we're here is why he said he did it. And you know, this is a common Mm -hmm. theme with criminals. You know, the police officers will take them into custody and they'll say, Why did you do it? Right. And the criminal in question, or the suspect, if you will, mm-hmm. will say something that changes oh. our life forever. Yeah. He had to go to the bathroom. He was in a hurry. Because you know that Again is. Again with Oof. the poop. Well, I don't know if it was number one or number two, but boy, <laughs> when you need to go, you got to go. No, um, that was not, not the case. Okay. Do you want another guess? I'm working. Okay. I'm working on it. Yep. Um, he... Oh, boy. Uh, he was... I don't know. I don't have a good one. I was going to say um, he was on drugs. He was not on drugs, or at least I don't... Well, put a pin in that. He okay. There might have been some drugs. But that had nothing to do with why he said he was driving intentionally the wrong way on a freeway. He said, when he was before the judge, that Dale Earnhardt's ghost told him to drive the wrong way on the freeway in order to get the mayor's attention so that he would bring back NASCAR to Vegas. Okay. I Something Dale tells Earnhardt me that wasn't true. Senior, his ghost appeared to this man and said, hey, if you drive the wrong way down the road, the mayor will bring NASCAR back to Vegas. Nope. Turns out that didn't actually happen. What happened instead, of course, is that um, he was arrested 
And apportionately, uh, apportionately, <laughs> that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You had said something about drugs. Well, yeah. reportedly, he had some drugs in his system at the time of the crashes, that's, which should come as no surprise. Out. Yep, that checks. But what out. I will say is he came up with that excuse unaided by drugs because at that point he'd been in jail, sobered up, and came up with that one all on his own. Oof. I mean, theoretically, those of you who believe in actual ghosts think this could have happened, right? Right. Also, well, no, I was going to go down the road of you thinking that ghosts are time travelers. It's far more plausible than, like, just vaporous spirits from another realm. I mean, it's all weird, man. Am I right? It's just all weird. Wow, man. So this guy's weird. this guy's locked up, and he won't be driving the wrong nope. way on any. And he's got nope, a lengthy rap he, sheet. It sounded like, Ugh. yeah, he he did a bunch of stuff, and he won't be going anywhere anytime soon. Thankfully, thankfully. All right, thank you, Bradley, um, for telling us about Dale Earnhardt's ghost. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to play a little game. That game is called the Throwback. Lion. We'll do that after this on My Talk 1071.